0: Hey everyone, it's John Gonzalez from Big League Dreaming, the podcast, welcome to today's show. We're talking to Jeff Tracy, he works for Axios, and he just wrote a really revealing article about the dwindling numbers for Little League Baseball, which is interesting because the Little League World Series is going on right now. Let's get to the show.
1: I was Big League Dream. I was Big League Dream. as long as I live, always, I'm Big League Dreaming. I never got to bat in the major leagues. I'd have liked to have that chance, just once to stare down a big
0: league pitcher make him think you know something he does chance to squint at a sky so blue that it push your eyes just to look at to feel the tingling in your arms you connect with the ball from on the basis stretch a double into a triple and flop face first wrap your arms around the bag that's
1: my wish reconsider we
0: and welcome back to big league dreaming the podcast john gonzalez here i am the dad and i am excited because we're uh, bringing the podcast back we haven't uh, done a done one in a, in a little bit so uh, it's good to get back at it again. Typically joining me uh, would be one of three sons. So son number one is Zach Gonzalez. He uh, played college baseball at Davenport University in Michigan. He's based in Charlotte, North Carolina. And he's working full-time in financial aid at a small college there in Charlotte. But in his spare time, of course, he sticks with baseball. He's working two or three days a week out at the Charlotte Knights, a AAA affiliate in the Chicago White Sox. He's doing a little video scouting for them, so he's still involved in baseball in some way. I don't know how he does it with a full-time job and two little girls, but he loves his Mariners and he loves following minor league baseball. Son number two is based in Grand Rapids, like me, and uh, he is in manufacturing business. But on the side, he does uh, YouTube. He's a YouTube influencer. He and his wife Katie have a reaction video channel called TK Top Tunes. You can check them out. They do a fun job. He's coached high school baseball. He's played college baseball. So we talk baseball all the time, and he's a big Mets fan. And then son number three is Zane. Zane's based in South Bend, Indiana, where he is the pitching coach at Indiana University at South Bend and also does recruiting for them as well. He might be joining us here on the podcast here in a little bit, uh, but he's definitely heavily involved with with baseball. Uh, His life revolves around it. Uh, He is a Red Sox fan. So I have a Mariners fan, number one. I have a Mets fan, number two and a Red Sox fan, number three. Me, diehard Tigers all the way. So, all right, Since it's been a few weeks since the last podcast. uh, What caught my attention is uh, Little League Baseball, kind of in the throes of just starting the regional tournaments. Some of them have already ended, and we get ready for the Little League World Series. It has a little different format this year, which we'll talk about maybe in another podcast. Uh, But the thing that caught my attention was an article written by Jeff Tracy from Axios, And I thought it was really interesting, myself, um, coaching baseball, I started a travel baseball club. I coached Little League at one time. I have an extensive background on this topic, but I thought I'd bring Jeff on the show to talk about his findings and what he printed for Axios. Jeff, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty well. Uh, Really happy to be here and uh, very interesting to hear four family members, four different teams. Uh, Pretty crazy. Uh, and I add a fifth team to the mix. I'm a Nats fan uh, oh. from outside D.C. So we got, uh, you know, a lot of the league cover here today.
0: <laughs> well, we could talk a lot about the Nats because they went from World Series to World Championship and having our guy from the Tigers, Max Scherzer, be a big part of that. And, uh, you know, he's not he, – I think he makes his first start this weekend, right?
1: Uh, second, he, uh, he had the huge seven-inning, ten-strikeout gem for his Dodger debut with the curtain call. It was – Unbelievably difficult to watch as a Nationals fan, I'll say.
0: How did I miss that? Well, it's been tough <laughs> for Tigers fans to uh, to watch Je- uh, Je- Jeff, Jeff Verlander, Justin Verlander and what he did with uh, Houston there, uh, you know, because he was just lights out for them during during their World Series championships. So uh, mm-hmm. we can talk Major League Baseball, of course, but you work at Axios, and the article you did was was kind of focused on – well, say? kind of. It was focused on Little League Baseball and the dwindling participation. Um, Jeff, tell us some of the – of findings that you that you were able to come up with?
1: Yeah, so um, as you say, dwindling participation is really the, uh, the through line here. Uh, it peaked in the 90s. There were roughly 3 million participants worldwide. Um, and since then, it's kind of just been dwindling about 3% annually, um, which maybe sounds kind of small, but uh, certainly adds up. And uh, it's just looking deeper into why that participation is dwindling is what's really interesting. And it seems that a lot of kids are heading to travel ball. Um, And, you know, that is not unique to baseball. That's a youth sports trend we're seeing where it's, you know, some people call it the professionalization of youth sports. Uh, And certainly there's a big specialization. So there's just an emphasis from a younger and younger age, at getting kids kind of ready for college recruitment, even as young as seven, eight, nine, their parents are really thinking about that and they feel that the best way to do that is to you know make them choose their best their favorite sport and just really nail it down um and that can cost a ton of money uh but for the families that have that money they're willing to spend ten fifteen thousand dollars annually on their kids uh to be traveling around playing sports um but that's at the expense of little league which itself is actually just a nonprofit organization started in 1939 with an ideal of Let's get neighborhood kids together and just have fun playing ball. And for a long time, that's what it was. I'm um, sure you played growing up. I played growing up. Uh, you know, you think about going uh, one game on a Sunday afternoon, have a lot of fun, win or lose, and then maybe go get pizza and ice cream. And that kind of doesn't exist so much anymore because, again, this professionalization. Um, and you know that's all again now through the lens of seeing this really big, cool Little League World Series going on, which itself has happened for a long time. But even that has sort of like blown up to the nth degree. Um, it's been covered by ESPN for a long time, but that coverage is just increasing all month. The regionals into the World Series. Um, you know, in twenty seventeen, they added an element where uh, the. MLB Little League Classic, where these kids get to spend a weekend hanging out with MLB stars um, who wouldn't want to do that. But all of that, again, sort of pushes out the casual player um, who might not be looking to play in college but still wants to have a good time. And that's really where this uh, becomes a a sort of important issue.
0: So what is Little League doing? Are they they aware of this trend? I mean, I have my personal observations. Like I said, I've coached for 30-plus years in youth sports, including basketball. Um, is Little League addressing this, or are they just kind of like, you know, what the numbers are still there? We're broadcasting our games on ESPN. The money's still there. We're still getting notoriety. I don't know. I don't know if we need to do much. What do they? What do they think?
1: Yeah, they're they're definitely aware of the numbers. Um, it, as far as what they're doing about them, it's a little unclear. I did uh, you know reach out to somebody, and there was a bit of a boilerplate answer that sort of skirted the question and went instead towards. Look how cool, you know, our MLB partnership is, uh, which again, part and parcel of the problem, whether you're a parent who, you know, says, and I say parents, of course, some of the kids have say here, but a lot of this is parent driven when you're talking about young kids, Uh, whether you're one who says like, let's, let's get you into travel ball, or you say, the reason that we're in little league that the, the the carrot that's being dangled in little league is not have fun with friends but make it to the world series get on espn uh you know get to spend the weekend hanging out and playing in front of mlb players and uh so it's sort of taking away that implicit incentive of you know kids playing sports um and and pushing it towards this professionalization again whether it's travel ball or little league so it feels a little bit like Little League, the company, is just upping the ante and saying, you know what? This trend is unstoppable across youth sports and we have this one really great product, the World Series, and we're gonna squeeze every last bit of juice out of it that we can.
0: You know, like I said, being around baseball my whole life, I know that Little League has, a, uh, has addressed some of these issues that you're bringing up. Uh, they know they've got travel ball to, to compete with. I think they've adjusted uh, age requirements. They've ad- adjusted the lengths of the base, bases, you know, because in Little League, you went from age 12 from these little 46, 60-foot base, base paths to just a minimum pitching. Then you went to 13, which was then the big major league field, right? And it just was like a big, drastic move. They, they started to add an intermediate level. So they're, they're trying to do things to address it, but it doesn't get away from what you were saying earlier. I love that image of, you know when you when you and I played, I'm much older than you, but when I played, it was about like let's go hang out with your friends, let's get our team together, let's go have ice cream after the game, win or lose, you know um, and then it kind of went, morphed into like all stars and, and I, in our community, I grew up in Michigan in a small town in the thumb. It was kind of like, we're not going to go very far, so let's just go and have a good time with the with the tournament, right?
1: Yep. And, you know, and that reminds me, I read a really fantastic piece, uh, sort of uh, saw this piece and spurred me on to look into all of this, where I then saw, you know, all the extra numbers about dwindling participation. Uh, but uh, a couple of weeks ago in the New Yorker, a piece from a father who is a volunteer coach for, you know, his son's lead. Um, and some excerpts from that piece really get to the heart of what we were just talking about. He said, In the town league, there was one beginner kid every year who took much of the season to get their first hit. And when they finally did, the rest of the team was jubilant. They went a kind of nuts that my son called, quote, a magical release of happiness. The travel teams didn't have that. Our teams are the children of nurses and doctors, electricians and mechanics, professors and librarians, guys who work in corrections and in sales, Mayor Kurt, and an elementary school custodian, a little league of everybody. And, you know, that's just that is what is just fewer and farther between now in Little League, but really was how it all began. Um, and so again, it's just a little bit sad to see that going uh, as youth sports explode so much. I mean, this is a 15 some odd billion dollar a year industry uh, with these megaplexes. And again, the 10, $15,000, some, some families, just a single family will pay in a year. Um, it's, it's the world's changing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think, I think not to bash Little League because they're they do. They're, I love what they stand for. I love their motto. Um, you know, like I said, coached for many years, was on the Little League board for, for a couple of years. So I, I've been there. But what I started to see is that Little League did not address some of the – these issues of, of you know, pro- the professionalization of sp- youth sports has been around for a while. Travel ball has been around for a while. And I started to bring these topics up. Like, hey, wait a minute, you know, I love this community rec feel to it but there are kids within this organization who do have talent and have aspirations of going on and playing collegiately and maybe professionally. Shouldn't we do something to address that? And it was like, no, that's not what little league is all about. Right. And I think because of that Little League kind of like looked away and now they're addressing it, but might be a little too late. What, what's next for little league baseball? Do you think they're going to, kind of embrace the fact that things have changed and they're gonna st- keep addressing it? Or do you think that they're going to, uh, you know, keep it status quo?
1: I mean, you know, there's, there's two sides here. They did actually, um, you know, they did a great thing a few years ago. I wanna say it was 2015, could be off by a year or so. Um, and you probably know about this. They had a grant program. Uh, I think it was a four million or so grant program um, where, you know, they understood, they did kind of address like, Um, whether it was just kids leaving or, you know, not every community has the same uh, affluence and just ability to get their kids out onto the field, get the the equipment they need. Um, And they let teams submit claims and and get these grants. And it seemed like it was working. And then, of course, the last two years happened. And, uh, you know, it looked like in September of last year, the the page sort of went down uh, saying we're no longer, for the time being, going to be taking any grant proposals because, the money has sort of dried up amid the pandemic. So they did do something great there. um, And it'll, you know, it's unclear, obviously, as in so many aspects of life right now, what it's going to look like once we're actually true and well beyond this uh, horrible last couple of years. Um, But having said that, it just, it really does feel like, it's a little hard to stop this ball rolling down the hill. And I I don't see, you know, whether it's little league or, and again, as you say, we don't want to bash little league. And I I don't think I I am doing that. And I hope I'm not doing that. I think it's just the world. Like it's, you know, there weren't iPads 10 years ago either. Um, Everything is changing and it's going to be really hard to uh, get back to that the good old days. And uh, you know, Certainly, things have to change across youth sports to make it less pricing out the families that can't get there. That's the most important thing, but that should be some sort of way, and maybe Little League could be at the could lead the charge here. Some way of rather than letting everyone still play in those good old days Sunday afternoons with pizza and ice cream, finding a way to get every kid of every talent playing in those travel-type leagues, getting the exposure and having all the opportunities. So hopefully that's what the
0: future looks like. We're talking to Jeff Tracy. He's from Axios. He did a story not too long ago about Little League and its dwindling participation. He's joining us us on Big League Dreaming, the podcast. And uh, Jeff, uh, for those of of, uh, people that don't understand, what what is Axios? Because, I mean, they heard of, you know, uh, you mentioned, what what article was it um, from Vanity Fair? or What was it from? Um, uh, um, the New Yorker was the New York people the I New Yorker. Know New or Yorker or they knew the Athletic. They know the New Washington Post, New York Times. Uh, they might not know Axios. I subscribed to a few newsletters. Being a being a journalist myself, um, what is what is Axios and what what is your job there?
1: Um, so Axios is a national media company. Uh, we launched in 2016. Uh, techno founded in 2016. Technically launched in 2017. Um, and uh, started uh, pretty political heavy. Um, actually, the founders of Politico. Um, came over and started Axios. And they uh, you know, just wanted to have a you know, more non-biased news source, national news source, just the facts. Um, and uh, as you can imagine, uh, around 2016, 2017, there was a, a need for just non-biased news. Uh, and it still exists. Uh, since then, we've expanded uh, enormously to various verticals, tech, Uh, media, and sports, and many others, of course. But uh, sports is uh, what we're here talking about today. Um, And so uh, many of our products are newsletters. Not everything. There's a huge news desk that breaks uh, stories constantly on our website, Axios.com. But the newsletters are a really big product, and uh, the one that I work on is Axios Sports. It's uh, me and one other person, Kendall Baker, the editor. Um, And it's every day, every weekday, uh, Monday through Friday, we put out uh, a newsletter with 10 items, covering everything you could possibly imagine in sports, whether it is sports tech, sports media, on the field, off the field, if it's even remotely related to sports, we're covering it.
0: And, and again, let's just uh, go over for people that just maybe missed it. What, what are the findings again in your article about Little League Baseball?
1: Yeah, basically that uh, since the 90s, uh, the 1990s, when uh, participation peaked around 3 million, uh, it has dwindled by about 3% annually. Um, And uh, that is sort of part and parcel of the trend across youth sports of specialization and uh, professionalization where kids are going away from the more rec leagues like Little League and into travel ball that is really one sport, you know, playing three, four, five more times a week and just really taking it very, very seriously from a young age. And that's sort of, Uh, pushing out maybe the more casual players. Um, There's a couple, uh, you know, they say 3% annually uh, across the country, maybe a little hard to grasp. There's a few specific examples that are maybe a little easier to to, um, understand. Uh, Little League in Warner Robins, Georgia. Uh, In 2008, there were 1,000 participants. Uh, In 2019, there were only 524. That's a roughly 50% drop in one town in Georgia. Indianapolis, even worse. Uh, in 2003, going back a little bit further, there were 500. Uh, and this spring, of course, made even worse by the pandemic, only 110 came back. Um, and you could find similar numbers across probably every little town across the country um, as this participation dwindles.
0: Yeah, And that's kind of uh, mind-blowing when you think about the attention the Little League World Series is getting right now. And as we head into the, the region, regional play uh, winding up, and then of course, that whole Little League World Series, which we're going to do a different podcast about Little League World Series because it's a different format. There are no international teams to share. It's going to be 16 teams from around the country. And I think you noted, too, that when Little League World Series started, it only had like, you know, a handful of teams from a few different states, right?
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, back in the 1940s, again, just a, about a decade after it was founded, there were 12 teams. They were... Uh, almost all from, and around, uh, from Pennsylvania, you know, near Williamsport, where it was founded. I think there was 11 Pennsylvania teams and one New Jersey team. Uh, they played on a little field nestled beneath a levee. A couple thousand people sat on the levee to watch the game. It was this, it, it was a blown out version of the neighborhood field, but it was still very neighborhood old school. I mean, this is the 1940s. Um, and now, I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people going to Lamott Stadium uh, in Williamsport, um to watch the the world series championship and it's on espn major league is involved it's it's huge
0: yeah all the games have been on espn plus but it's starting i think this week um all the major games are going to be on espn i mean not espn 2 espn and you're going to get hey, these out are 12 year old kids <laughs> you're going to get that yeah they give their nicknames or their walk-up music i mean we know everything about Man. them what kind of cereal viral, like.
1: viral videos you know i forget his name but that kid who hits dingers a couple <laughs> right. of years ago like People kids are getting virally famous uh, at the age of 12. And I mean, it's kind of fun to see actually that they're not all elite athletes. Uh, This is just, you know, there's certainly some excellent baseball players here, but there is a little bit of that uh, spirit of Little League still alive there. It's just funny to see on ESPN with a ton of cameras on. (laughs)
0: Well, I'm going to include the link to your story in the show notes. I'll also include a link that I found a really interesting article that just came out saying that over the years of the little league world series only 58 players that played in the little league world series made it to the major leagues wow yeah
1: <laughs> that is crazy
0: i thought there'd be a lot more than that right
1: but and uh, you know looking forward that that number is probably only going to get a lot smaller because the kids that are ending up in the major leagues are playing travel ball right now so ex- that
0: exactly yeah I want to get your other thoughts on one last thing and, and respect your time here. So this came from my son, Zane, as I was telling you earlier, he's a pitching coach at Indiana university at South bend also does the recruiting there. And he's been to a lot of, you know, uh, summer, um, I think his exposure to little league was t-ball. And then once he was out of t-ball, you know, and having two older, two older brothers, you know, he was ready to play travel baseball. So he's pretty much played travel baseball his whole life. Uh, but he says he thought our top, the topic for, for today was really interesting um let's see he says that i think the biggest issue today is that everyone uh thinks travel baseball is the end all be all for youth baseball it's basically like saying if you're not playing aau basketball you're not that good unfortunately travel baseball has become extremely watered down even at the high school level i'm starting to see more and more teams that are loaded with kids from the same two or three high schools opposed to just five years ago when teams covered a large region Travel ball is slowly turning into little league with teams being located from one community. I'm not sure if it's because the idea of traveling to different areas and states to play is more attractive than playing at your local park week in and week out. I don't think the number of kids playing is dropping off tremendously, but the number of little league players is going to keep going down with this newfound desire for parents wanting their kids to have experiences they didn't have. It's basically the evolution of baseball in front of us.
1: Uh, it's really interesting and, yeah, just kind of uh, gives the more uh, succinct, you know, expert words on what we've all been, of what we've been talking about in the last 20 minutes. So that's, uh, that is very interesting to hear.
0: He's also a journalism uh, major as well from college. So. <laughs> that helps. I had one hope to have a journalist of my boys, but uh, uh, he graduated with a journalism degree from Indiana and said, you know what, I think I'm going to go into coaching. And I'm like, okay, that's my other passion. So I'm good either way, you know. Um, but he is a really smart kid and and he sees a lot I mean, he sees a lot of players but I thought the observation was interesting as travel baseball became popular it's starting to get watered down as well and I think that's why you're seeing these showcases for these elite these top uh, high school players now right I mean they don't want to play for a team they can play for multiple teams
1: exactly it's I mean it feels like some weird funnel that you know Little League moved into travel ball and then travel ball became more like Little League expanded. Now it's going to have to move into something else and then that's going to happen. And it's just, it's, you know, evolution never stops. So
0: evolution um, never stops. We'll be talking
1: about something different in 10 years.
0: All right. You said you're a Nationals fan. Uh, how's the team looking right now? <laughs> Pretty
1: bad. <laughs> Juan Soto is still very good. <laughs> he is and very Steven good. Steven Strasberg is still very injured. So uh, it is, you know, to a bit of a rebuild. Hopefully Mike Rizzo can make something happen in the offseason and get us back into contention next, next year. Uh, and Rizzo we trust. So, um, you know, two years ago, World Series. We'll see how long it takes to get back there again.
0: Another topic from the day. I was not a big fan of A.J. Hinch coming on to, to manage the Tigers. I think I was in the minority. I uh, know if you interview or talk to 100 Tigers fans. Uh, 99 will say, you know, oh, my gosh, you know, bring them on. And we, we want them. I think I was the one that said, I don't know if I want to go there, but, you know, uh, and Al Avila, again, I'm not a huge fan of our general manager, but I will tell you this, the Tigers are an interesting team this year. They've been able to make something out of nothing. And uh, there Mm -hmm. are signs that down the road, this rebuild, even though it's been taking a long time, you know, could be happening. The pitching's fine, look decent. There's a couple prospect hitting hitters down below. Miguel Cabrera's got a little resurgence going on. They re-signed Jonathan Scope for another two years. So, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. I could be wrong. Hey. hey, hopefully, baseball, <laughs> good
1: baseball, good baseball in Detroit is good for baseball in America. So I think uh, you know, let's let's get let's let Miggy ride off into the sunset with uh, another playoff run.
0: There you go. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your your time today. Thanks for joining Big League Dreaming, the podcast, and uh, you know we'll keep reading you and, and signing up for that newsletter on Axios. Absolutely. Thanks so much, John. Great talking to you. All right. Take care, my friend. Bye.
1: Bye. Hey, it's Ty from Big League Dreaming Podcast. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at BLD Pod. That is at BLDPod. And we're also on TikTok now as well. So give us a follow at Big League Dreaming. We'd love to connect with you.